Hello fellow idiots, this is Nick the Idiot, and if you're watching you can see that I have Evangeline the Not Idiot uh, sleep on my chest. Um, in the video, uh, her head looks uh, as big as mine. It's not, it's got to be an angle or something. I don't know, maybe all that fasting is just shrinking my head. Anyway, um, I wanted to say something just really quickly uh, regarding something I've noticed, and this is not a new thing, but I've just it's come into focus more in the last year, because what a year, right? Um, this... I think you can start any conversation by just being so 2020 a eh? <laughs> then you guys can cry for a little bit um but what i've realized is so we've had political fights we've had racial fights we've had uh, religious fights we've had illness fights about the cove we we've, we've found things to be contentious about all year and it's just brought something to light for me anyway um and that's just that we we willingly and and without hesitation make assumptions about other people that have no business being in the heart and mind of a Christian. I think that's the best way I can say it. Like willfully and without hesitation, without a second thought, we make assumptions about others that we see and hear and possibly disagree with that we have no business making, that have no business in the hearts and minds of a Christian. And, and so what I'm finding is, um, whether it's, so I know I've done a bunch of stuff on adoption, and I think I've already mentioned a little bit of the weird assumptions that go around when people on the outside start assuming about somebody who has adopted kids. Um, but it's across the board, whether it's whether it's uh, politics. So if you're listening and you happen to consider yourself a conservative, then it, is, it goes without saying that it is largely possible that you have been reading a headline um, or a statement by somebody and you've just, with a knee-jerk, made a complete assumption about that human being that you had no business making. Now, if you're on the left, you, you've done the same or you have, it's large odds that you've done the same that you have heard something, um, and it could be about anybody. It could be about uh, a fellow relative. It could be about uh, a political leader. It could be about the president. It could be about anybody, but that you've heard something about them, taken it at whatever news source or somebody's Facebook feed or tweet or share or re-whatever, like, that you just take it. You, oh, okay, must be true. And then you form this assumption about a person that you've never, ever met. And what has happened is we, we are, judging by this election anyway, we are almost perfectly divided. Like within a few thousand of us, we're, we're like down the middle. And, and what happens is, so with this election, what has happened? Well, um, if you are on the, the Biden team, we'll just use teams right now because of, for the sake of what I'm talking about. If you happen to be um, a Biden supporter, the election happens and you're suddenly making probably a crap ton of assumptions about everybody on the other side who voted for Trump. And, and you don't know that they voted for Trump, but people in your life that you know are conservative, you've probably thought to yourself, how could they, if they voted for him, they're voting for a something, 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 something. How could they do that? They must be something, 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 something. And from, from hearing about an election result, within the breath of just the beat of a heart, you have found yourself categorizing, shoving away, and dividing and assuming about basically half the country. Now again, other side, if you happen to be a Trump supporter, 
and you see Biden and Kamala Harris or Kamala, I don't want to pronounce it wrong. I just have heard it both ways. Biden and Harris, you hear things that they say and you find yourself going, how could anybody vote for somebody who's such and such and such and such? If they do, they must be such and such and such and such. If you know, you're a conservative, you, want, you don't care about something and then you care about the economy and that's all blah, blah, blah. That's an assumption. If you're a, a liberal or a progressive, you care about you don't want to ruin this country. And you, Those are all things that you just kind of like build up like an angry snowball and then just chuck at somebody. And I'm not, there's no way to point fingers because everybody is doing it. It is exhausting. It is, it is so, I think out of everything I've seen, that has been what is the most, like, just, I guess, disconcerting might be the word. I'm obviously like, the, the thing that is the most disheartening, that's what disheartening about everything, is that fellow humans, uh, and it's okay to be on other sides of political spectrums, that's fine, or religious spectrums or whatever. But fellow human beings, you, you, we, we don't think twice before we assume that that person is hateful and violent and everything. Um, we, we throw race back and forth. We throw everything back and forth. I, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this on here or not, but one day on the news, I heard somebody saying, and I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I had walked by. I didn't know what the feed was. I didn't know what station it was, what channel. And I heard somebody saying, if our um, candidate loses the election, it is the end of America. And I've heard a lot of people say that. And I looked and it was somebody on a complete other side than when I've normally heard people say that. And I'm like, holy cow. Both sides are saying, if the other side wins, it is the end of America. And somebody of you right now are saying, but Nick, educate yourself because it is the end of America if the other person wins. You just, you can't, you, you can't do it. I, I'm not, and again, I'm not stupid. Uh, I'm not unresearched. I'm not uneducated. I'm saying that when we do that, when we make assumptions like that, yes, we are. We, be, we choose to be stupid and ignorant and uneducated when we make those kind of statements about 50% of the nation. Now, I've heard some people say, like, well, I can't believe that they're saying that about so-and-so because, I mean, it's, it's half the nation. This isn't cut and dried. And, but then I hear the same on the other side. And one of the problems in there is just, just the utter assumption you're making about that person. And, and to be honest, think of the last person you were frustrated with on any newsfeed. You don't know that person. You don't know that person. You don't know them. And I know they should judge by their fruits. And I know they posted all these things. I, I understand that. I get that. I understand the concept. I, I know where it's coming from. But it's just that you... <sighs> You, what you're doing when you, so I'm not, again, I'm not saying you can't talk about issues and that you can't be heated. What I'm saying is that there's this leap that we make into assumption that it, it completely ignores the intricacy and the complexity that is the human person. Think about yourself. Think about however old you are up until the moment you're listening to this. Think about the infinite winding complex path that brought you to this moment right now that, that none of us know but you that you you know uh so your nature nurture the the way you were raised the way your parents got along the way your grandparents got along the way your aunts and uncles treated you and the siblings treated you and you treated them the, the way you've been treated um in the workplace or at college or the way the, the way you've been treated at church or the, the experiences you've had good or bad at church 
all of these things play into the person that you're listening to. All of those things play into me right now. All of those things have brought you and I to this moment. And they're so infinitely complex. There's no way on earth I could know all of that about you. So I can't, there's just no way on earth that I could assume, to, to assume the, the, now again, small things you can assume. If somebody has a Biden sticker, you can assume they're voting for Biden because they probably put the sticker there. If somebody has a Trump flag in their yard, then they probably voted for Trump because they chose, so there's, there's little things you can do. But when it comes to like the motives and the, 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 the wave of power that is the human person, you can't assume, you can't do it. And to, to do that is ignorant and asinine. It's, it's ignorant and asinine when I do it, and it's ignorant and asinine when you do it. When, when you let that, that, when that passion flares up, like, uh, of like, whether it's hatred, I've had people say, no, I do hate that person. I do. Um, I, I was talking about a political person, and I was saying, well, I, just, I, I find myself just feeling bad for that person. Well, yeah, I feel bad for that person. They're this, this, this. I mean, how do you, what? No, I, I can feel bad for whoever I want to, first of all. Don't you tell me what to do. But second, like, yes, I can. Because I don't know what's going on in that person's. I don't know what forced any of us to be anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have no idea. But you assume. And, and what it boils down to for me is that God doesn't make that assumption. You know that, right? God's not assuming about anybody. Because God knows each person more intimately and intricately than they know themselves. God knows each political opponent, each uh, person on either side of the race issue. On either side of any issue, God knows each person better than they know themselves, and he loves them more than they love themselves. He loves them more than you ever could. And so he doesn't have to assume because he knows them. Well, that should teach us something, shouldn't it? It is way harder to assume something about somebody that you know, because you don't have to assume because you know them. Right now, you read something and you, you jump, you spring, you jump to conclusions, the old jump to conclusions game. Um, you, you spring toward an, uh, an assumption about somebody that you have no basis of other than something you heard them say, that they might have said. And if we're honest, in this election year, if we're going to be smart and educated, we should realize that nothing that comes across your feed is there to educate you. It's there to sway you. And so it should be held in suspect. And if that's true then, so what do we do? If we know that God doesn't make assumptions about anybody because he, just, he doesn't have to assume, he just knows. He knows the heart. He knows the wicked parts of the heart and the good parts. He knows the light and the dark. He knows the weaknesses and strengths about each human. And he loves that human. And if that's true, then how do we get to that ourselves? How, how would we move ourselves from where we might be to where they are. Well, the first, and, and again, this is funny me saying it because I'm on here, but just shut up. Stop posting. Stop commenting. Just stop. Just shut up. Just shut up. I mean, I mean for real. And I've said that before in other recordings, but it, it is the amount of times I've sat at a keyboard or seen on my phone and been like, no, just swipe away. You have to be able to do that. You have to. You have to be able to just shut up. I mean, to control the tongue, to tame the to tongue is, like the tongue is a restless evil filled with deadly poison. That a whole fire, you know, this is in scripture, a whole fire, a forest fire is set on fire by a small spark. That, you know, a, a massive ship is controlled by a small rudder. And it's the same with your tongue. 
just control your tongue. Don't say anything. And, and I mean this, I've said this to people and I practice this in my own life. If I'm going to comment, then I'm also going to be willing to sit down either on the phone or face to face across the table from somebody and talk for two to three hours. That's what you have to be willing to do. You have to be willing to just shut up. And in fact, in the moment where you just want to say something, I have more and more this year. I'm reading an article and I just want to, and I want to say the worst things I've ever said about people during this election cycle on both sides. I just, this, this venom wells up and I find myself just saying, okay, all right. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll just do this. And that's what I do. I just cross myself. Just, okay, for that person right now, I am misunderstanding them and I don't know them, but would you please be with them and give me the patience and understanding to not see the way I see, but to see the way you see and for them as well. That doesn't mean that I want them to see the way I see. I want them to see the way God sees. I want them to see the the right and wrong that God sees. And I don't want people to be mamby-pamby and I don't want people to be you know silent fools. I don't, I don't want people to be um, doormats or trampled on for no reason. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you think of the vast majority of the times that you've posted anything online, whether it's, hey, I agree, or like, you're going to hell. If it's any of those, either side, just the world would be better without that. You just, you know, I, um, if you watch The Social Dilemma, the guy who invented the like button, he's on there saying like, stay away. Stay away from the social media. He doesn't talk that way. I don't know why I just did. But he's saying that. Like, the guy who invented the like button. You, nobody needs your like. They don't need it. It doesn't help. It doesn't advance the, the good, true good and the beautiful. It doesn't advance God's love in this world. It doesn't. It either confirms the bias or it starts an argument. It just. But you know what you could do? You could call him on the phone. Just be like, hey, I just want to let you know. Uh, I thought about what you wrote and or you posted or whatever. But odds are we won't do that because it doesn't go that deep. So the first thing is just, I, it, for me, I'm, again, this is just me, what I need to do to make it through 2020 uh, and beyond is to shut up. And I, and I post very little. I comment virtually not at all. Um, to pray. Just pray for that person in that moment and then after the fact. Pray. I've been praying for both of the political candidates so hard. I've been, I have, I've been praying like probably more than I ever have in my life. I have found myself cause that's, and again, that's not me saying like, I've been praying so much. Look at me. That's, that's, uh, and maybe it came across that. That's not what I mean. I mean, holy cow, so many negative emotions have popped up into my mind and out of my heart, which just shows what's really in there that I've had to combat it somehow. And it's not going to be combated with the comments I would have put out there anyway, but it has been commented in as much as I can by not just well-wishing, but like interceding for and praying for people involved in this election and any other political realm. And then the third would be like I touched on before you assume, just acquaint yourself before you assume about somebody else, acquaint yourself with them. And, and I mean it, um, you can pray for political leaders. You'll never get them on the phone or across the table from you. And, um, but what you can do is the people in your life who you either disagree with or agree with, just stop with the social media. Stop with the comment section. Stop with any of the tweets. Just get them on the phone. And don't write them an email that you can send and be like, uh-huh. Because, that's again, that's like how many times have you written an email? Send it off. And, and not even like you're like, oh, I shouldn't have sent it. You're like, there, I did my part. Well, no, you didn't. You, you just, you got yourself out there. That's it. One more person knows your opinion. But truly, like block out some time. Just, hey, can we talk on the phone, but only, like for a minimum of an hour? 
and it might have to be late at night or whatever, but can we just do that? That would be, that would be more fitting. Can we do that? And try that out because the assumption is way too easy. It is way too easy to assume about another person. It's, it's the weak way. It takes whatever knee-jerk reaction, whatever first impulse of your heart, and just confirms it. And then you move on from that person as if they weren't real, as if they were whatever you created in your head. And it looks like the difference between, you know, that at one point Christ is on the cross, and he's talking about being able to call down legions of angels, you know, at that, that ability that he could do that. He could just call down legions of angels and obliterate. But what does he do? He just dies. He sacrifices himself for those people, the ones who he could have obliterated. And it's, it's not as trite as that, but that's one aspect of it. it, it that in that moment, he, he could have done anything that like the, the flesh would do. But he doesn't. Well, why? Because he, he even says it. Father, like, just don't be mad. Just forgive them for they know not what they do. They just, they don't know the reality of what they're doing. And so forgive them. Let me stand in the gap. And that is harder. But that brings about life. Because uh, scripture, you know, John, it says that uh, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it does, then, you know, it bears much fruit. And the, the, one of the messages, anyway, in there is that unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. It doesn't say it's worthless. It doesn't say it's anything. It just says it remains alone. And you can. You can see people who, no, I'm, I'm not going to die to self. I'm not going to tame my tongue. I don't need to. If this is your internet, this is my internet too. I can say what I want. And then they throw that out there and then they, you know, they engage in the fight. And then they remain alone. They're just still themselves. But that act of self-control, the act of taming your tongue or taming your thumbs, of just being like, nope, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm just going to pray for the person instead. You might not be able to tangibly see the outcome of that, but it changes you and it changes the world. It's much... <clears throat> It's much more difficult, but it's much more redemptive to the world. And you have to remind yourself the next time, you know, especially when it's an acquaintance or somebody you actually know, like, this is the dude you know. This is the kid you went to high school with. Or this is that woman from your church that you would go and, like, commune with. This is her. This is not, this isn't, uh, this is not a political uh, viewpoint. This is a human being, and it's one that you know. And it all comes down to this, and then I'll stop. It's uh, when Jesus is with Pilate, and Pilate is accusing. And all the moments leading up to it, all he did was remain silent. Not because he was weak, but because he was strong. And the thing is, he could remain silent during all that grilling, and even when, when Pilate is railing at him, he could remain silent until the moment it mattered. Why? Because he knew Pilate. He knew the political stresses Pilate was under. He knew the marital stresses that Pilate was under. He knew the emotional stresses. He knew Pilate's, he knew Pilate. He made Pilate. And so this wasn't some opponent there. It wasn't an enemy. It was one of his own who just knew not what he did. And that's not an encouragement for you to get cocky and be like, well, forgive them. They just don't know. It's not, and you know that that would be a perversion of it. It's just an encouragement. Don't make assumptions. Don't do it. The next time that you get mad at somebody, if there's any way you can, acquaint yourself with that person. 
Acquaint yourself as much as you can with that human being made in the image and likeness of God. And that doesn't mean agree with them. It doesn't mean vote the same way as them. It doesn't mean we all rally around each other and just like kumbaya it because that doesn't work. That's a lie too. But it does mean that you could strip away a lot of the BS. You could strip away a lot of the piffle and a lot of the fake and a lot of the anger and a lot of the triteness and the majority of the ego and selfishness. If you just be quiet, pray for the person and acquaint yourself with that person. And then if you do, you will have a good life. And I'll see you on the other side.